I always led by was I wanted to be a true example of what our culture represents. Always had the light eyes and the light skin. I always get the question, are you really, are you mixed? Why do I have to be mixed? Our culture is mixed. Welcome everybody back to my amazing show. I got an accent, so what, right? I know that you guys have seen the first episode. Thank you so much for your love, for everything that, that you guys been writing to me means the world. But I have somebody very special today with me. And she'll know how special she is because she, not only she's my first guest, but she's a, she's a person that inspired me. And before I get to her resume and her amazing, amazing story, the most amazing about her is that because of her, me and Jeremy are in real estate. So uh, we met her when we purchased our first home. I was 20 and Jeremy was 21 and she was the salesperson. And she was such a like, we say in Spanish, calida, such a fresh, such a kind person that, you know, so explain to me, actually, I think I got ahead of myself because I was supposed <laughs> to ask you how we met. Right. <laughs> so actually, I was at Morrison Homes and I was in uh, in marketing. And at that time, when they started the model center in Hunter's Creek, they were uh, realizing really quick that they needed someone who was bilingual. Who would have known, right? So they needed someone who spoke Spanish. They were getting quite a few folks who were needing someone to speak in their language. And so they called me over from marketing office to come over to the sales center. And that's where I met you guys. So I was actually working hand in hand with the sales associate there, Tara Webb. And the rest is history. <laughs> you know, I just, I will never forget the moment where, well, one, you guys had that nervous energy, that excitement. You guys were always bubbly and coming in and telling me about your cell phone store and all the things. And, I, and all I kept thinking was, wow, what a passion and, and what a great, beautiful couple, you know, to start a new life in a beautiful estate home at that time, you know. And so I was happy to give the time of day. And um, I remember Jeremy one time coming in and saying, this is pretty fancy. I want to do this. And so anyway, now we know He's definitely doing this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes, for and sure. And it was, it, it was really, it was a beautiful because we were so young and we, we didn't know what to do. But, you know, you were kind of like that person, like, it's okay what you guys doing. Yes. You know, trust me. And I think yeah. we were so openly, like, we just went for it. But before that, I've been looking at this woman resume and I was like, I need to write down so much because talking about not only an entrepreneur, a woman, but also Latina, you know, yeah. you have all the check mark that this show needs, you know, and, and that's the first person that came to my mind, like, I need to be Brenda, because you not only inspire me, but I know people will connect, because a lot of people know you, she's very well known here in Central Florida, oh, thank you. but I want to get deep down into those things that move you, and, and the first thing I want to share is this, she is a dynamic marketer, strategy customer experience. She's being a corporate trainer and coach, leadership empowerment, expert in social and business. I'm now going to mess that up. Etiquette? Etiquette. You got it. You got it. Yay. <laughs> but even, no, the, right now you're being the CEO and shift of the content for creator for, you know, 
Orlando yes. Lifestyle uh, South magazine, um, which is an amazing spread. Uh, it's not only that we're always, you know, when she first brought the project to us, me and Jeremy, we didn't doubt it. We're like, we want to be part of this. And it's, 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 it's flourished into a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. But not done. I'm not done yet. She's dad, okay? She is a storyteller that I love that about you, journalism. And the best part, she was, and she is a veteran. So for those yes. women <laughs> power. So I saw this and I was like, oh my God, she, all the boxes of, of what, what I wanted to share with so many women that, you know, it's empowering women, entrepreneur, Latina, uh, you know, veteran i want to know all about that so i have many questions but the <laughs> first one that i have is what represents right to be a latina in a workspace oh i love that question you know one of the things that i always led by was i wanted to be a true example of what our culture represents you know i remember my parents moving here and at the time you know early 80s we were minority represented. Very, very few of us were from a Hispanic descent. And although you may hear from time to time, I have that accent, right? But uh, living here so many years and have taken English from Puerto Rico, I do, you know, enjoy having very little of an accent. But at the same time, I know that in the business place, we have to be that empowered woman as well as a proud representative of where we come from because it also represents humility it represents family it represents community and so if you always remember those things you always remember you came from somewhere and so everybody else and so that kind of brings it full circle because for me that's exactly what it meant when I met people like you so one of the things that I always lived by was as a representative of my community I'm going to live what I preach so I am not going to prejudge I'm always going to embrace I'm always going to love and I'm going to come from a place that comes from the heart and so when I met people, I didn't care if I was, you know, if we were selling a three quarter of a million dollar house and you look like you were all of wet 19. <laughs> to me, it was like, if you have a passion, let's figure out a way. There is no prejudgment. There is embracing. There is community. So for me, that's what I wanted to be in my community. A true image of what my parents decided to bring here. My dad, you know, one of the most beautiful stories I love to share is the fact that my dad was a giver. My dad, when we came here, he would figure out a way to give back and figure out where the money came from in any which way. It didn't matter what he did. He started going down 192. And if he would see a store, and I don't, if you guys are from this area, there is this huge building that is like an orange. Have you seen that? It's an orange. He went in and he saw that the shelves were all uneven. He went home, he packed up his tools, he grabbed some wood, and he went back and he started fixing the shelves. The owner was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it just needed to be done. You know, you, you, you don't have to work about it I'm just doing it I thought it would be something nice and literally the guy said well you know what not only do I want to pay you for this but I want to pay you for some other stores that I own as well and that was my dad he was also one of the first ones that was given a 
mention and an honor for volunteering 2,000 hours at what used to be Sand Lake Hospital, now Dr. Phillips Hospital. He was a volunteer. He was a giver. And then my mom. My mom was known all throughout the community as a fancy and very exotic cake baker. And she was the one that would uh, make cakes and bake for the Toros family um, from La Prensa and from many other well-known people in the community. So for us, that's exactly what it was. And my mom started doing that by just going to different um, events and giving away little pieces of cake so they got to know her because they didn't know her from Adam, right? So I go in with the same mentality. I say, give, you know, give a gift. That's what we represent because it's very much part of our culture. We give. That loves their love you know storytelling that you do and you explain it so well you know I knew I was not gonna have any issue with all my <laughs> my questions I was like I want to get there and that exactly that you talk about embracing mm-hmm. embracing our community yes. and giving to community it's showing them what our heart is uh it's it's one of the passion that I was like I need to do this show you yes. know um I was sharing with my amazing you know show that they're like Gia what is it what and, you know and I was like listen for a lot a lot of time I thought there was something wrong with me in the sense that I couldn't speak the English perfectly fine but what you just said you know you're to me your English is amazing her Spanish is even better better <laughs> her Spanish is so proper that's why I was like I need to get better I need to get better but but that passion that your parents you know, transfer to you. The same thing that happened to me is what we're like, we need to give more. We need to give more to my Latino community, you know. From San Juan, Puerto Rico, Brenda Torres, you know, (laughs) I'm so honored and proud to embrace our our Latinas, our our heritage, that there's so much out there, so rich, right? And and people need to know that. So what a beautiful, you know. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. With this to amazing parents. Having amazing JG parents. Signature uh, wine. wine. It was sponsored our... by JG Signature. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll... Cheers, Cheers to, to that. that. Yeah, right? Mm. But, which by the way, that's my favorite wine, white wine she knows. I was like, how do you know you like Pinot Grigio? I'm like, oh, we went to, lo- to lunch and you yeah, remember. Yeah, I remember but things. <laughs> you have a really good memory. The other question that I have, especially... You know, saying that that your dad's so in need in the community, and he yeah. didn't think about you know money. He just yeah. thought about I need to help. I have the will, the power. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, and and that's a beautiful thing that I even experienced in, in Cuba. You know, so when you come here, you see so much um, different that you, differentness that you're like, how can I or I do? You know, but this question is how you ever experience any labeling from being Latina, and how do you overcome? That especially in the military yeah. side of it, you know, uh, you know, there's so many labels and all that. It, so for me, I, you know, not so much a label, but more so uh, assumptions, right? Mm. Like for example, funny you would mention the military. So in the military, um, immediately they would take away the second last name, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I have two last names. You know, I have a mom, and and they didn't understand that. And I'm like, oh, you people. <laughs> You people want to carry two last names. I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure, let's make it just Torres. So that was, you know, that was one of the things that I experienced experienced in the military. Um, as far as uh, labeling, I can tell you, you know, when we first came here, 
somehow um, there was not an opportunity for me to go in the ESOL program. My English was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And, I, you know, I took it as an opportunity and saw it as a, okay, good, you know, I'm going to learn English quicker. And you could see the big difference between my brother and I. We were, were only, we are, um, 11 months apart. He was placed in an ESOL program. I was not. And let me tell you. <laughs> he has an accent. Oh, Yes. He has a very heavy accent, and I do not. So in my school, you know, some of the things, I will never forget this time that I was asking, you know, I was always afraid because I, I wasn't sure if I should say something just because I wasn't sure if I was going to mention it right. And the one story that I will never forget, if you remember here in schools, you know, everything is done on a separate stack of papers, you know what I'm talking about? So not necessarily no notebooks. In Puerto Rico, everything is in a notebook. Loose paper, that's not a thing. And I remember a teacher asking and saying, no, you cannot do this in your notebook. I understood that. And then she said to me, well, just ask someone to give you one. And I turn around and I go, can I please have a shit of paper? <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> that was a moment that from that point forward, I was called that head. For a long time, because oh they, you know, and, and, and it was a joke. They, they, people learn my charisma and niceness and friends. So I had friends. They were not mean in any way. But I remember that being a joke that every time they would see me, oh, there goes mm -hmm. head, right? Because I said, I didn't say sheet of paper correctly, you know? That and so that would have happened to me. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> my was, husband knows. I asked about this brand, this, this dog type that I wanted. And I go, oh, these dogs don't shed. <laughs> and Jeremy's you like, you mean shed? <laughs> you mean shed? I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the hair. He's like, Gia, it's not shed. You just said that he's shed. And let's not go there because I'm probably going to mess it up again. But it's just like that. Yeah. We just learn how to let it go. So it doesn't yeah. affect our heart. We're like, oh, it is what it is, you yeah. know, and we just let it go. And But that, again, showed you a fighter spirit in us. Yeah. You know, but you let it slide. Now, here's the, the interesting thing. So almost a reverse of your question, mm -hmm. because I always had the light eyes and the light skin. I always get the question, are you really, are you mixed? Why do I have to be mixed? Our culture is mixed. Mm -hmm. So that was, in, in a way for me, profiling in the sense that they expected me to be dark skin. They expected me to have dark eyes. They expected me to be more of what they considered to be, you know, mm -hmm. again, all education, all assumptions. So it would be almost the reverse. I would, I, get, I would get asked all the time, well, are you mixed? And I was like, no, I am not. I am truly 100% Puerto Rican. So if we were to look at any labeling, that would be the one question that I would get all wow. the time. Yeah. Just because they're not used to it. And it's it's lack yeah. of, of acknowledgement, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, lack of education of what it is. Yeah. I had the same thing. Even it happened to me one time in in, in Spain. Um, we were at this um, show, a flamingo show. I, I was so upset because it was the four of us. And... The server comes and he say, "Oh, where are you guys from?" And and you know it was Yuri, it was his wife, it was Jeremy and I. And so we're like, well, "They're from Peru." Uh, she's from Puerto Rico, and I said, "I'm from Cuba." The guy looked at me, it's like, "You're Cuban?" And I'm like, "Yes. Why <laughs> do you expect Cuban to have light eyes and 
and you know lighter skin well this is your real mulata which is mixed (laughs) and all cubans don't have light eyes and blonde hair and all that that's a mixture and i was like i can't believe and i'm like because of you guys you know coming to my island and mixing it this beautiful color came out so it's just all the time. Yes. It's just what people are, are are used to it. And it's just up to us with kindness. I yes. think the biggest the biggest outcome to those questions or those things is just giving it with kindness. Yes. You know what? Do you understood or do you let me give you a little bit of history? Because a lot of time people are afraid even to ask. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and they take those assumptions. So yeah. I love that. Now, the other question that I have is and especially seeing your 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 resume, um, I was like, which way should I go? Should I go through here? But I truly, I kind of have an idea, mm-hmm. but I truly want to hear from you. What has been the most satisfying part of your whole entire career? Career. Hmm. Um, the most satisfying part of my career has been developing other people. That, to me, I see them today. And and I think you know you're an effective leader Mm -hmm. and that you have impacted in a very positive way other people enough that they care to invite you to their most precious, special, and private moments and stay in touch with you and update you and come back to you for those hard life questions and decisions. When you have, and it doesn't have to be, no, I want to, you know, stress a point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a lot of people. All it takes is one. And if you made an impact on at least one life, and and I'm telling you, when I'm talking and I am saying what I'm saying, I do have a name. And I know if he's listening, he knows. And I I do have a name and a face in mind. So my thoughts come with a precious being that I just, he's my son, you know, and he tells me that, and he tells other people that, and he's one of a couple others, you know, I, I, because it's so special. It doesn't have to be in numbers, but if just one person that you care enough about that you take the time to say things that will change their life or impact their life or a promise of, hey, I am there for you, and they take it, then you know you've done something special. You, you've, you've met your goals, right? So that's on a very personal yet career level, I have been able, this particular person, I was able to see, bring in, he was in the military, and bring in when, you know, he had certain doubts as where he wanted to be in life and took him through several promotions and kept praising him and letting him know, are you kidding me? You are this big. And one day, I'm going to make sure you see you are this big. And he is. And he has been able to fast forward in life so beautifully that has been a blessing to watch and today he's married and thriving Mm. and such a successful being that that to me it's one of my most successful moments and and, and enrichment moments you know I feel fulfilled just from that moment alone but there is a couple other people you know I have been known for a couple of my associates get in trouble and I'll I'll go and visit you where you're where you are if you know what I'm talking about you're behind I'm gonna because I care so I care enough about people to let them know this is not the end you we can move forward and, and move through this and and I've been able to see that on a 
development level for me has been understanding that there is always learning opportunities and we don't know it all. And so learning should always be at the forefront and bringing other people to learn with you and continue to grow and move forward. There's, there is not a time, at least for me, where I feel like, okay, this is it. I have a magazine. I'm done. No, I'm always thinking of the next best, the next best thing. And if I can grow and bring other people into that, oh my God, even better. Right. So that for me right now, um, you know, seeing where we have been through COVID and all of the changes in the industry, I came from hospitality and being able to say, oh, forget that, you know, let's just create something of my own and kind of take all the passions and put them together into a project. My passion, my fulfillment, the thing I'm happiest about, my happiest place is creative, if I can create anything to make other people look great and empower them, that to me, I'm done. So that's that's where I feel the most fulfillment and, and the most success. You, that's where you are right now, <laughs> creating. <laughs> creating. I, I am there right now. And so I see... And, and, you know, and we're talking from the fine-tuned administrative graphic artistry, right, all the way to the telling the story. I Yeah. I, if, you, if you can't tell, storytelling for me came from a very deep place. Mm -hmm. My dad taught us that not every question has a yes and no or a black or white. He always said that the better stories are told through adjectives and just having full sentences. <laughs> and so oof, that man, I'm telling you, he gave me so many like one-liners and I'm like, really dude? And oh, I miss him so much. And um, he, he made it a point to be such a great father, a father figure. Let me tell you, it, it's, it's a, it's a holy place, honestly, when you, when you're good at it. And my father was, and he always made it a point that whenever we had a question he always would say well let me think about that you must have a good reason for asking and would always have a great answer behind it he was never the father that would say yes no because I said so oh gosh no there was always some great thought behind it which made him great whenever we went to parties because boy let me tell you he could tell Alvarez <laughs> Guedes jokes like there was no tomorrow he was a great storyteller and I think that's um the place that makes me happiest yeah so having said that which which you already you know mentioned mentioned him a lot. Oh gosh, who's who's <laughs> that mentor for you? Will you say is your dad? Um, and and it doesn't hurt my mom's feelings. She oh, knows she's it. She's fabulous. She is in her own right. They're so totally different. But my mother knows. My dad was always the one that I was there for him, and he was there for me. And so his departure was just too way too premature. With that said, though, my dad always. Um, made it a point to instill in everyone and showed it through his own actions that live life to the fullest. I mean, my dad traveled countries. He he lived his life. He just would have lived his life a lot longer. Mm -hmm. um, but he was definitely one that, oh, yeah, he, again, he had so many great one-liners. You know, he was the one that, oh, one story that you guys may not know, mm -hmm. you know, he said, you know, you got to work hard and it doesn't matter what time and you just got to do what you got to do. And at the age of 13, very ripe age, he went to Orlando Sentinel and said, you know what, I want my own route. And he said, Brenda, what do you think? I need help. Let's go in the back of the van. And I, we would wake up at 3.30 in the morning and pick up newspapers. Yep. And I, well, I was in middle school at the time and middle school didn't start until 930. Mm -hmm. So I would help him with this route. I will be in the back because we would pick up all of the newspapers in sections. So you had sports, 
local and state. Remember that? Yes. And then you had money. And so I had to stuff them because they had to be all stuffed in one. And Sundays was brutal because you got all of the flyers from Publix, Kmart, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it was brutal. They were this big. But I would be the kid out of my four siblings. I would be the kid that would be with daddy in the back of the van, stuffing newspapers and delivering from about 3.30 until about 7.30 in the morning. Every day. <laughs> wow. And that's the connection of Every hard work. day. Yes. And so he always said, yeah, you, this is this is what you got to put in. And so that's also, oh, my gosh, we get, see, this is what happens. You know, we get on a tangent. <laughs> yes. But on a side note, crazy enough, let me tell you why that has so much vision. This is exactly what happened. We're doing our route, and all of a sudden, one day, I pick up the local, the local in state, and it says, Res- um, sorry, mall-like high school coming to town, Dr. Phillips High School. Mm-hmm. We lived at that time on the um, south side of town, and I looked at my dad because it also said it was going to be a performing arts school. And one thing, again, that I loved and I lived through was exactly that. I had been involved in speech and in theater in my middle school, and I said, oh, my God, Dad, I want to go here. And he looked at me, and he goes, well, you know how schools are here. And at that time, it was very strict. There was no magnet. There was none of that where you could live in one side and go to another school. And he said, um, you know, it, it is zoned for Dr. Phillips. We don't live in that area. But again, this is what I'm talking about, vision. My dad was so hardcore that he actually went around a Popka Island Road and all of Dr. Phillips to try to figure out how he could make this dream happen. Oh, my God. You know how it happened? He actually found a developer sign with a guy inside hammering away. And he inquired, and the guy said, this house will be sold when I am finished for this much. And my dad said, I can't afford that, but I can afford my time and my talent. If I help you build this house, will you discount it for me so I can afford it? And that's how we ended up with the property on Apopka Island that you guys know Mm -hmm. that now is worth close to a million dollars so that's that was my dad my dad didn't take no for an answer and he he would put his hands to work and so a lot of the work inside the house was my dad's doing what an incredible story yeah talking about (laughs) storytelling that's why i i love i love that because every everything has a story and that is so important that your father not only had the vision, but he knew mm-hmm. he needed to impart to the next generation. Yes, He knew whether it was your siblings or you, and, and what an amazing way that you picked all of it. And actually, we were talking about it right before the show started. I'm like, you're so much like your father in that vision part, so, you know, collected, because your mommy, she's so full of life. <laughs> I, 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 her mom is the most sassy person ever. She's amazing. We love her. Um, but talking about the heart working about I need to make a difference. What do I have? I have my hands. What can I offer? I have this. And there's so many excuses that we can give and whether, listen, there's so many excuses I could have done coming to this country. Uh, I'm a minority. We can in Iraq. We came those, you know, I don't know the English, but it's, I knew, and I know your father felt the same way. Nobody's going to do this for us. We have to put ourselves in the map. Yep. We want to do things with, and that's what you're telling me is excellence. Yeah. Do work with excellence. And listen, now I understand, and, and I've never, from all the career that you've been, which ever since I met you that I was 20, and now I already told you guys my age, and I'm not repeating it. 
So you have to watch the first episode to find out. Um, but it's been a while, and, and I've seen all your career. I have never seen you so full of life. And that's when I, I, I knew I'm like, she's a storyteller, you know, and, and your story needs to be heard. It needs to be, you know, it needs to be published to the world because there's so many little girls and young women that they think that their life is done out there, whether they're a single mom, whether they have, you know, a challenge. Because life, mm -hmm. it's all full of challenges. It's just how we see that. Yes. And this last question that I have for you, um, it's so funny because you inspire that on me. So, and I want to use this question in my whole entire thematic or outcome, however you say that. Um, and this question, you asked me a question a month ago because you're featuring me in, in, in the magazine next month, which is for women, right? Mm -hmm. And you asked me a question and you say, Gia, I need 300 questions of what will you say to the younger... 300 words. 300 words. Yeah. Sorry, mm -hmm. no question, sorry. You see? <laughs> 300 words. <laughs> what will you tell that younger Gia? Ooh. So that's why I want to ask you now, and I want to yeah. put you in that hot seat. What yeah. will you tell that younger, full of life, passionate, hard worker, young Brenda? Oh, my God. That is such a great question. And ever since reading, um, let me tell you what you guys put me to tears. I had the request from a couple of you. I really wanted to do something special in the feature, you know, of kind of looking back and one thing that was in common in so three women are featured and the one thing that was loudly common was uh god right faith mm -hmm. and so the one thing that i would tell my younger self is that not give so much thought to what people would think and this comes from a place so oh my gosh mom you're gonna kill me <laughs> this comes from a place that for a long time and i scared so much about both my parents' beliefs. My mom was a devout Catholic and my dad was, um, you know, more of the Pentecostal mm -hmm. um, beliefs and, you know, participant in the church and the choir and all of those things. And I just, for a while, I would go to both, right? And I cared so much. And I think that going back, I would just, just care about Jesus, period you know, mm -hmm. and not care so much about, oh my goodness, is there separation? I think that just the word faith, mm -hmm. uh, that is just strong enough to carry people through. And, you know, there was many times even in career that I would take to heart so many little minute things that today you look back and they're just so unimportant. And so I would just say, you know what, Wake up the next day and always think it's a clean slate. And I think that throughout every stage, we take so much from the last stage into the next stage. And I would say, do that, but only take the wisdom, only take the positive, only take the good. Because after all, when you look back, all of the stuff that you so worried about was not a big deal at all. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't. And um, and I, I, I would probably have one more or earlier. My son has been such a huge blessing and inspiration for me. To me, I, you know, I would have one more. <laughs> I would have one more. <laughs> so spend more time with him. So if I were to go back probably through my, tw you know, my years in my 20s, there were so many things that I would do again. 
I really would. I would join the military again. Wow. Yeah, I so would have. There is such a spirit of service Mm -hmm. behind that, a pride in leadership and so many things that I learned that I see now in my son. You know, he's active duty now. And so there's things I would repeat. But the one thing that I definitely would tell myself is live by faith and forget Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that just does not matter. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Not by sight. Yeah. But no, faith. But faith. And your son is such an amazing, amazing role model. I mean, yeah, thank you. You're so proud of yeah. him. I, oh, but so much. <laughs> I do not want to add nothing else because I think you have you have given so much value, point, and inspiration out there. So those that are there that are like what what's more for me what else mm-hmm. is there for for me you know what will you tell that person out there trying to seek what to do mm-hmm. what should i do next i i would say listen to your inner spirit mm-hmm. i found that in in whatever trade it doesn't matter what trade or industry but if you're doing what truly makes you the happiest it could be a hobby you won't believe what that translates into greatness because when you're coming from a place that every day is spent doing what you love, it doesn't feel like you're working anyway. Mm -hmm. And so if you can truly have a passion behind what you love to do best, then you can have a career in anything. So truly listen to that. And the other thing that I would say too, that I know has been very vital for me. Remember when I said that one of the things that I feel was the biggest fulfillment was bringing other people up. Don't forget other people. One of the things that teaches you the most and one of the things that makes you even greater is the fact that you don't do this alone. We're placed in a world that there is so much already going on that may not be to the best of caliber. Why not you be the change or the impact maker for someone else that, trust me when I tell you because this happened to me, Mm -hmm. it pays back and you're not looking for that, but it just does. Getting that text from that special someone that says, hey, I just wanted to ask you about that. That, I'm telling you, sometimes it's the littlest thing, you know, decision on, um, I don't know, a platform to use on technology. But that to me, it's like, oh, my God, they trust me. So it pays back in that fulfillment. So I would say don't do it alone mm-hmm. and do what you love the most. Because no matter what, if you do what you love the most, I have found through this that, yeah, my calling is storytelling and content creation so being creative you know whatever it transforms into because I'll continue to morph whether it is inspiring other people and taking over their social media and doing that for them whether it is you know helping them with content or their blog but for me that's where my place is whether it is speaking and motivating even giving in my time for free which is the reason why I was at the um, assisted living facility give back of you never forget that so don't do it alone. Wow. <laughs> and I don't want to live without showing their beautiful, beautiful spread this 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 month for the South Orlando City Lifestyle. She's the CEO again and the chief <laughs> creator. Um, and these humble people are in the back. And this is the front. It's it's like my favorite back cover. I'm getting a lot of comments on that G wagon. It's like, uh, but you know, thank you, Brenda, for no, coming. It, it means thank the world. You. And I wanted I wanted to put it in this public platform. What you mean to me and thank to Jeremy. Um, I don't want to I don't want to offend you. Something like it's a mother because she's young and she has so much more. <laughs> but it's like that older sister. Yeah. Um, 
uh, thank you for believing in us. And yes. I want you to know that, that that you just said, bring people along with you, yes. inspire them, or even just add a positive, you know, word of kindness. You never mm -hmm. know how far it goes or will flourish. And that yes. happened with me and Jeremy. The reason we're in real estate because of this woman, you know, she made it seem like it was a super fun career and we were in sales. And let me tell you, not only the sales part of it that we mm -hmm. become trainer and coaches, but it's what you said. Bringing these people along is very important. Yes. So what I will tell my amazing people, you know, that you're listening to, to, to us, bring people along with you. Doesn't have to be many. Just pick one. Just pick two. But do something yeah. for our community, because then we can better not only the city, the community, the 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 world. You know. Yeah. So, again, thank you for. I got an accent. So what? Even yes. though she has a perfect one. <laughs> no, I I have my days. But I want to add to what you just said. There is a major difference into what I've done humbly enough. You know, I am proud to say. You guys are not just bringing people along. You're creating a legacy. You're creating a legacy. That is such an amazing title. You guys, I am telling you, you're a huge blessing to our community. Whenever I, to me, it's pride. Whenever I talk about some of our partnerships and I tell them, and this is one of, this is my strongest and this is my one that, gets me excited every month to see what are we going to do next so you're creating a legacy because people don't know who you are and when you hear other people talking about you then you know you've made a difference so you guys are a legacy thank you <laughs> no, you're thank welcome. you so much we do it with love we do it again because nobody ever believed in us before mm -hmm. so we want to be that inspiration to others thank you for you being are. that inspiration <laughs> you are to everybody around us and we don't want to finish, but we have to. <laughs> I know, right? But thank you so much again. Stay tuned to our next show. So thank you for coming to <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you accent. for the invitation. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Have a good one, my people. <laughs>